This is a podcast show from Mix and Mojo. Made from all this week's news. Mixing it up like I news. If you go on the iTunes now, you can subscribe to it. That would make us very glad. We are rather sad. And that little jingle was sent in by the St. Winifred School Choir, uh, who, after their hit single, Grandma, We Love You, um, have been quiet for a while. But then they decided to send in that jingle. They're all quite old now. They're all in their mid-thirties. Yeah, they big, must be pretty old. Big beards, big bellies, especially the woman. Does this mean that Grandma's dead? Grandma died a long time ago. It was actually the song that killed her. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So overcome by love that it actually broke her heart in twain. You, you, I, think, I think you're going to have to play a sample of that song so that the people listening to this know what the hell we're talking about. Sure. It's really really obscure English kind of I, I hesitate to say pop song okay well here it is Grandma we love you Grandma we do though you may be far away we think of you and that's Grandma and they also did our jingle for us so that's good that's good um, I've been experimenting with voices this week, I think I should go very low. Is that is that good? Is that sexy? That actually was too low. Could you... What about now? <laughs> yeah, that's... What do you think of this sexy radio voice? That's good, but it sounds like you've had your trachea removed because you smoked too many cigarettes. <coughs> <laughs> okay, I won't do that. Um, we have some results in from the competition that we did uh, last week. We did a competition. Which was... It was a competition. It was either called Guess That Sound or What's That oh, Noise? The, the Impossible Sound Competition. That's what it was called, the Impossible Sound Competition. Uh, let's hear the jingle again. What's That Noise? Oh, it was actually called What's That Noise? Or, <laughs> as Roger says, What's That Eye? That's apparently what he says it sounds like. So that mystery noise again is... We haven't introduced each other. I've just realised. Yeah. Oh, it's all gone wrong. We got so distracted by that jingle and the weirdness of it that, yeah, we forgot, so... I'm Daniel Chase. I'm Gabriel uh, Cook. This is like the Wonder Show. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's another obscure English reference. <laughs> um, and Roger Roger is here with us as well. Good evening. And uh, we had a competition last week, um, so we've got some results in here. This is from Tom Sweeney. Uh, dear Mixamojo Cook Chase podcast, the sound is from Day of the Tentacle. You didn't say you had to ID the source of the sound, but without going back and playing it, I know it's from that game. I think during the Into, that's what he's written. The Into. When the truck passes with a cow, I think. I win, Tom. <laughs> um, well, has he won? Because there's another email in the, it, that I've got here, but I don't know if it's the correct answer. Um, I can, I can... I think he's in agreement, actually. Okay. Uh, let me read this. This is from Mario Colbert, real name withheld. Uh, the sound should be from Day of the Tentacle, when Bernard pulls Dr. Fred through the window during the rescue Dr. Fred from the IRS agent sequence. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot more to this email, but that's the gist of his answer. I'll, I'll spare you the rest of the email. 
Uh, yeah, um, but he, I don't know if is that correct. Is that? I don't know. Uh, yes, it is correct. It is correct. It is correct. Uh, it is. I mean, everyone's right, really. It is from Day of the Tentacle. Um, is it from? Uh, okay, so the um, Tom Sweeney says it's from the intro. I think he means intro when the truck passes with the cow. I don't know. I don't actually remember the truck passing with the cow. No, there's there's that kind of silhouette style intro sequence with a lot of sound effects, but. Well, there's the, there is one point where someone gets stretched when they're driving around, but he might he might be right. I know I know that it's very similar to a sound that's played when uh, Purple Tentacle drinks the sewage and transforms. Yeah, it, it actually in that example, his it, you hear it for about two seconds, it goes and then it goes and makes all the other noises. Right. Uh, and I think it also plays, possibly, when um, the mummy is being pulled through the window. Is that right, Roger? Roger? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and um, uh, so I think that also uh, what Mario Colbert has said is also right. No, no. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, yeah, Mario Colbert is, is saying it's Dr. Fred going through the window, but I would imagine that they would use the same sound effect. Yeah, so I think they, there's only about five sound effects in Day of the Tentacle, actually, and they just reuse them. So so everyone's right, yeah. but I think Mario Colbert gets the points there uh, because okay. he has been the most specific. Uh, How many points is, does he get? He gets five. Five points, okay. So that's going, going to go on his record now. That, it's put him at the top of the leaderboard at the moment, but that's really only the first points that have been awarded to anyone. Yeah, Tom Sweeney gets two points. Okay. Uh, so thanks for joining in. Well, well done, Mario and, and Tom. Yeah. Uh, well done. Okay, uh, we should we should go into the crook chase. Right, so there's the dig. Um, read about the influences of the story of LucasArts' best-selling adventure game. No, it's, it's LucasArts' worst best-selling adventure game. Oh, uh, okay, right. Uh, then there's Mojo Video of the Week. Uh, that's RTX Red Rock, I think. Uh, we've got the Let's Cook Chase, which was delayed a few days. Yep. And then uh, an article in PC Gamer about the Maniac Mansion TV show. Uh, that's exciting. Speaking about PC Gamer, I actually uh, they used to do a feature. I think it, I don't know if it was the American or the British version that had like um, kind of uh, computer games mixed with famous artists. So they did a really good one of um, Gordon Freeman. Um, from the Half-Life games as uh, Vincent van Gogh painting. Uh, sorry, Vincent van Gogh painting. <laughs> um, but they also did Grim Fandango in the style of like this um, American an American painting. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a shame about which was quite good. Grim Fandango because um, for such a sort of stylistic game, the, the box art is, is pretty lame yeah. compared to the, the old style ones with the drawings. You know, you understand that they... they they had to do a drawing because they weren't going to put like a, a 16 color sort of eight pixel image on the front. Um, but with with Grim Pandango, you know, a, a piece of artwork would have been really nice on that box. Yeah, uh, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I, I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, there was actually, I remember someone did a school project when they redesigned the Grim Pandango box. Really? They actually made it worse. <laughs> like this is the thing. Like if you if you sort of do things in a corporate way, like you sort of say, okay, well the title's not really big enough, and kind of like people don't know what the product is about, and kind of let's mm. emphasize the fact that it's on PC and stuff like that. The more you work at something, the more cluttered it gets. That's true. And so it, it looked like a bit of a disaster, really. Um, so it it's hard to mess with things like that, I suppose. 
Um, but I agree with you. I think maybe that would be a fun fan project for Laser Sword. Um, yeah, actually, he he would be really good at it, and he could do that to tie in with the Grim Fandango uh, Deluxe if that happens. Oh, do you think it will happen? Oh, yeah. Sorry, the the um, what's his face? Oh, I've forgotten his name already. He's dead to me. Thunderpeel. What is his face? Uh, Thunderpeel. Thunderpeel. Johnny. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Johnny and Grim Fandango Deluxe, this is actually completely unrelated. But on the Mojo forums in the general discussion arena, uh, there is a thread by Ultra Neo Noir Antihero, uh, who's a lurker. And uh, he's posted a YouTube video. Um, he says Grim Fandango with remastered locations adapted for widescreen aspect ratio. I hope you like it. Cheers. That's how I imagine he speaks. Uh, I don't know what he means by that. I think he's just put some black bars on there. Um, Is that really all he's done? It's Grim Fandango widescreen. Um, you got me excited that he'd like actually remodeled the the office. Well, that's what he said. That's what he's claimed to have done. I I call into question his his. Uh, well, I took a I took a glance look. at that video. Yeah, and and it, I admit it's been a few years since I've played Grim Fandango, but that it looked pretty much the same. Not, yeah. It might have been cleaned up a bit, but it didn't look as if he'd completely like gone into Maya and built that office and, and sort of made it look the same as. I think he did, but he 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 made the mistake of making it exactly the same. He just made he went too far. Yeah. So what's the point? But I suppose you know that's it's very subtle. That's a good thing. Now, if he does the rest of the, the like the uh, the game, they can just plug that into into this project. Yeah. If... Actually, yeah. I mean, because we were talking about whether you could make. Grim Fandango widescreen and, and kind of like what it would look like and stuff uh, two weeks ago. So that's what mm. it looks like. Uh, Escoville has responded. Uh, he's from, uh, can I say where he's from? I'm going to yes. do it. It's coming out of my mouth. It, he's from Poland. So oh, really? Therefore, he sounds like this. Pretty great work so far quality-wise, but I can't say I'll be interested in playing the game in widescreen. Yeah, he sounds eerily like uh, Roger. The, the uh, Polish people hate widescreen. Eerily like all my impressions of foreigners. Well, they, you know, it's it's good. Uh, what I like about your impressions of foreigners, they all they all sound the same, which is exactly how foreigners sound to English speaking people. That's a bit racist. Um, ah, forget about it. Ha <laughs> ha! Shot you, cad. Uh, <laughs> oops, I shouldn't have said that. That's referencing a podcast that hasn't been released yet. That's exciting. I don't. Think, yeah, that that well, that that whole podcast is a bit of a, a a mystery to me. Anyway, we'll have to find that and upload it sometime. Uh, the other exciting news this week is that uh, there is a Monkey Island One and Two Collector's Edition coming out combined. I think I think it's technically already out. It's out on Fridays in Europe, which is a land uh, yes. where uh, Friday the ninth, which was a, f- a few days ago. If you see what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're recording this live on Monday or possibly Tuesday, maybe uh, Wednesday, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, delete as appropriate. Um, We've got to say Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday now, just in case. Well, if you just say day and then just say like Mun to when. D- no, because you'll sound like one of those robots at the train station. I sound like one of those robots anyway. Uh, there's actually there's a, th- a form thread about this. The Monkey Island Special Edition is coming to stores in Europe. Um, people are saying um, Thunderpeel. Oh, Johnny. Johnny from London says uh, pre-ordered B 
Oh, that's a smiley face. So he's pre-ordered it. <laughs> uh, I've I bought my copy of Monkey Island Two um, back in 1991. Really? So why would I need to buy it again? Yeah. Um, well, I think the only reason anyone has got to buy this is is for the um, bonus features. Do you think and that uh, there will be a quotation on the back of the box? Um, I don't think that. But Can we tell the story? A... It's quite an interesting story. It's too late to sort of. It's it's not that interesting. It's kind uh, of yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, the yeah the gist of it was that LucasArts um, contacted uh, Mojo some months ago, requesting to use a, a quote from the Monkey Island Two Special Edition review that we published. And saying that they had some exciting Monkey Island news and they wanted to use this for marketing materials, and you know we the closest we could come, we thought there's no way they're making another game, and if they were, they wouldn't need anything from that review anyway. So, but maybe they could be releasing these games, and that it turned out to be true. But I would imagine that if they did use that quote at all, it would have been on a an advertisement in a in a in a games magazine. Mm. Well, maybe maybe they have. Maybe it's out there somewhere. Maybe someone can see it for us. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. Yeah, maybe bring it in, or you know, at a Persian might be on the box somewhere. Uh, but you know, I, I doubt it, because you know, having Mix and Mojo on a Monkey Island game retail box is is kind of crazy because um, either you know who Mojo are, and it's like, well, no shit, of course they liked it. It's Monkey Island. Yep. Or you have no idea who Mojo are and think, well, why, who, what? And so you know, I don't know who Mojo are. I think Activision probably. Don't you know? There, there'll be nothing on on that box. Sorry, I have to interrupt her for a little bit. We are actually on the back of the Monkey Island Special Edition Collection box, or as the box says, made me feel like I was playing Monkey Island for the first time. Mixmojo.com. Um, it's interesting because they put our URL for the website instead of the full the International House of Mojo, which means that the five people that have played Monkey Island that also don't know what Mojo are will finally be able to visit us. Hello, five people. Back to your show. Is it is it by Activision then? Is that who, that's who's publishing it, right? Yeah, they they um because LucasArts. I don't know if they still are, but like traditionally they were a publisher. So in North America, they take care of uh, the actual uh, producing and distribution of their games themselves. Which is why you know um, for Monkey Island One, uh, sort of Ron Gilbert and Tim Schafer and Dave Grossman and all the all the staff had to go down to the office to pack the boxes and sort of pin the code mm. wheels together and stuff. Um, but they always used uh, different companies to release the games elsewhere in the world. And Activision have done a much, much better job of re-releasing those games yeah. than LucasArts have. Because oh, even though it's a combo pack, they do have a few more features. They have a bit more concept art. Is that right? I think, yeah, what they've got is... Um, I think they've got an extended version of the commentary for Monkey Island 2 and they've got um, some information or images from the, the Monkey Island movie that was uh, in production at one point. Um, and what was that noise? So, was that your spine? Did you hear that? Yeah. It was like a Do you want to know what that was? <coughs> I, I've just... Hey, can you hear it again? Yeah. I'm getting a shitload of uh, junk mail coming through the door. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. It's from LucasArts. Maybe it is. It's probably a cease Don't open it. It's probably Anthrax. Cease and desist. Uh, so there's just time to give a few kind of 
shout out things uh the uh we haven't really talked about the dig article that at machine did but uh, you should check it out yes it's a very interesting article in the in the style it's very very interesting and and very long as as you would expect from at machine this uh tells you everything that you could ever want to know about every version of the dig and and quite a few things that you didn't want to know as well yes it's well it's probably the longest article we've published uh, since the secret history articles, yeah. But so, you know, if you're a Dig fan, that's that's great, and it's mm. you know, we just need him to do this for all the other LucasArts adventure games. Absolutely. Uh, oh yeah. Um, and lastly, uh, we had Jeanette uh, from Holland. Is that where he was from? I can't remember, but I yeah. Ho- the Netherlands. The Netherlands. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, we had him on a few weeks ago talking about um his influ- how Monkey Island has influenced him to be an artist. And he's produced this video that um, he's been working on for a long time. It's called Sheeped Away. We'll link to it in the, the news post. And according... Sheeped Away? I don't know. I think he thinks it's a phrase, but it's not a phrase. It's not even a pun of a phrase. I don't know about the title. The title's not so yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to wrap my head around that title. The, vi- the video is really good, though. It's about, it's about a man who loves sheep. Um, uh, well, uh, yeah, okay. It's about, apparently, it's got eighty thousand view uh, plays on on Vimeo, so it's gone viral. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's those are big numbers. In a way, we created him. Well, we literally created him. Yeah, but we can't talk about that, can we? Not yet. Uh, so we'll leave that for next week. Um, thanks a lot for listening, listeners. Yes. Uh, enjoy your week. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.